Hello and welcome to all of you on this week's episode, the first episode of season three of Ask the Planner podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, and today I'm sharing everything you need to know about your wedding planning timeline, a preview of season three, and whether or not you should get married in 2023 or 2024. 2022 was an incredible wedding season, but I'm not going to lie, things are still not back to normal, quote unquote, after COVID. That doesn't mean things are worse or better, they're just different. I, like so many other wedding vendors, loved having a full normal-ish wedding season again, and I'm equally excited to bring incredible events to life this season and next But instead of saying you need to wait until 2024 or rushing to book all your vendors for 2023, I'm going to share today a little bit of what I'm seeing as a wedding planner when it comes to your wedding planning timeline. My goal here is to empower you to make the right decision for you. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verb Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Today's episode is brought to you by our Ask the Planner wedding planning template shop. Regardless of where you are in the wedding planning journey, our template shop has wedding planning shortcuts created just for you. Our most popular item is the ultimate wedding planning checklist for couples, no surprise there, and the wedding mood board template. The checklist is a game changer that tells you what to do when as you plan your wedding. And for all my decor-obsessed couples and fellow wedding pros, the Wedding Mood Board template organizes that messy Pinterest board into a cohesive decor plan. For my wedding pros out there, my styled shoot, photo, shot list, and timeline is also just for you. Get access to all wedding planning shortcuts and more in the Wedding Planning Template Shop at shop.verveventco.com. Again, that's shop.verveventco.com. Make sure you use the code PODCAST10 for 10% off your entire purchase. Again, use the code PODCAST10 at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. Hello, everyone, and welcome again. If you are new to the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here for season three of the podcast. Are you newly engaged? Is your wedding this fall or winter? Are you a wedding vendor? I would love to know. So leave me a message when you drop your review on Apple Podcasts. I'm always so curious to learn more about all of you that tune in. I just never know. But leaving a review helps us up and coming shows get found by other people, and I just want to be able to serve the the right people as much as possible with all of our free content. So I hope today's episode is helpful for you. Now I'm going to dive into all of the juicy details, but in case you're driving or you want to save some notes to talk to your fiance later, you'll be able to find today's episode show notes at verveventco.com forward slash 68. Again, that's verveventco.com forward slash 68. Now, before I dive into today's episode, since it is the first episode of season three, I wanted to give you all a quick update on what's been going on the podcast since season two ended in the late spring of 2022. 
We have been busy over at Verve Event Co., naturally, producing some gorgeous weddings. So if you all want the inspiration, because our weddings were awesome, the couples were amazing, but everything was just awesome. It was just so nice to be like back to normal again. So I'm so excited for this past season that we just had. Make sure you check out our wedding an event planning company over at Verve Event Co. on Instagram. So that's Verve Event Co. on Instagram. Also, we have made some changes to the podcast because we love getting feedback from all of you in our reviews on Apple Podcasts. So first of all, we're only going to have one sponsor for each episode, if at all, and it's probably going to be the same ones. But we have some really awesome sponsors of the show and some new ones that I'm really excited about and I can't wait to share with you. And we just want to show them some love because it does take time for us to make this content every single week. So shout out to all of our amazing sponsors and I would love for you all to support them too because I only have sponsors of the show that I actually love, that I actually support, that I actually, actually use because I just, I don't want to put them on the show if it's not doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? But anyways, we're only going to have one ad each episode, if at all. Um, So I hope you like that change. And and if you have a preference on where the ad should go, please let me know in your review on Apple Podcasts. Do you like it at the end? Do you like it in the middle so it's more like organic feeling? Or do you like in the beginning, get it out of the way, and then just have a straight episode? I would just love to know. What do you guys think? What do you guys like? Okay, so that's one. Update number two, the podcast got a facelift. We redid our color scheme in the off season and turned to something a little bit more bold and eye-catching. And I wanted something that felt like a fun party, Desiree after dark, how someone put it. So I hope you like the changes. Let me know. Third, we have added a hotline for the podcast. I want to connect with you all more and more. So if you want to leave me a DM or a voicemail so I can answer your a question of yours in an upcoming episode, I would love to hear from you. So call me, leave me a voicemail at 585 210 Again, that's 585 585- 2103467. And yes, that is a Rochester number because that's where I'm based, Rochester, New York. But obviously, I would love to hear from you all from wherever you are. I've heard from a lot of you in the off season, just like random questions. So I'm definitely going to get to those in season three. But, anyways, again, the number is 585 210 also, going along with that van, I guess this is update number, I don't know, four, I am planning on doing some off-the-cuff IG lives, maybe some TikTok lives. It'll probably either be at night over a glass of wine or realistically in the morning when I'm putting on my makeup. I will hop on to talk about this week's episode and just connect with all of you for a few minutes just to see how you all are doing, if you have any questions. If you have a preference when or where I do those lives, either on Instagram or TikTok, morning, midday, night, whatever, let me know in your Apple Podcast review. I would love to know because you know I want to make it as easily accessible for you all as possible. I don't know if I'm going to save them all because I feel like that's just going to end up being a lot of you know random lives on my on my feed. But anyways, let me know if you want like an archive of them. If you want to get at me from you know a different way, let me know that too. Update number five. Finally, I am super excited for the guests that are joining us for season three. 
If there are people you want to hear from in season three, in addition to the people that we already have coming on, please let me know again in your reviews on Apple Podcasts so I can continue to bring you all the experts you want to hear from. For season three, I am determined to get us a stylist, like a fashion stylist, and a relationship expert, and I reached out to some people for that. But we also have some venue experts, other wedding planners, a custom suit and tux maker, and so much more, some lighting people. But let me know what you all think of our guests, if you actually prefer my solo episodes, what topics you want me to address, because really this, guys, this podcast is for you. So whatever you want to hear, if you want me to do like a special episode for vendors only, not only, but like if there's vendors out there, because I know there's a lot of you guys out there too that listen, and you want me to talk about X, Y, and Z as like a PSA for our couples out there, tell me that too. But if there's stuff that, you, you know, couples that you're annoyed about and you're just like, why do vendors do this? I don't understand. Let me know because I don't know what you guys are thinking in your head. So just let me know in your review on Apple Podcasts and I would love to talk about it on the show. Enough chit chat. On to today's episode. Today, I'm going to share a little insight on what your planning timeline should look like if you're hoping to get married in 2023 or if you're convinced you want to wait until 2024 or even, oh my gosh, 2025. Guys, I'm like, I'm 38 right now. And I think about 2024 weddings and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be 40 by then. This is crazy. Anyways, we'll get to that in another episode. But like so many things with weddings, there just might be more to the decision than you guys realize. So I'm going to dive deep into that today. Today's episode is really broken down into two parts. Part one, a realistic look at whether or not a 2023 or 2024 wedding is right for you because it's different for everybody. And two, what I think you should do first as you start to plan your wedding, depending on what you choose to do. Before I dive in, a little disclaimer, I know that when it comes to wedding planning, it can be hard to know where to start and who to listen to, and that is part of the reason I started this podcast. There is a lot of misinformation out there in the wedding industry, hi the not, um, anyways, so I hope to give you enough information to empower you to make your own educated decision instead of throwing out vague advice like book early or book immediately or whatever, because it's, it's just different for everybody. Part one of today. Let's talk about why 2024 might not be a great option for you despite the longer planning time that you have because in theory there's a lot more time but we'll talk about into why that's good or bad. First, let's talk about planning anxiety and procrastination, two things that you might not consider with a longer planning timeline. So this is one of the biggest reasons why I personally believe we should ditch the extra long wedding planning timelines and couples right now, so this is October of 2022, should be planning for a wedding in 2023 and not much further beyond that. Now, if the thought of wedding planning makes you anxious or if you like to pour over every decision and obsess over all of the details, which I do, it's easy to assume that a longer planning timeline is the right answer. But as an event and wedding planner for over a decade, I really want to challenge that assumption. The first issue with a longer planning timeline is that when planning is drawn out, it can definitely cause more overwhelm for couples. It is easier to change your mind 15 times or spend weeks debating every single decision but decision fatigue is real, and if you're like most couples that I've talked to, especially my DIY warriors, you will put off making that decision until the very last minute 
because of the longer planning timeline and you just can. And because you'll wait until the last minute or change your mind a bunch of times before then, you might not what you love at the end after all of it anyways. You're just all doing all this waffling back and forth. So it's easy to think of each decision as being in a vacuum, but the truth is there are so many decisions that go into a wedding that spending hours on every little detail is actually not going to help you. It's just going to make you feel exhausted. Parkinson's Law which states that work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion, tells us that wedding planning will take as much time as you allow it, whether that's three years or three months. While I'm certainly not advocating for a rushed timeline, you don't need three years to put together a really fabulous day. So think about that. And like, this kind of reminds me of my husband and I, because sometimes there's like a really small decision that I'm trying to make and then I talk to him about it and then we make a decision and then the next day I'm like, but wait, can we talk about that again? And the next day I'm like, wait, what did we decide? And he's like, oh my gosh, Desiree, we just talked about this. Can we please not? And that's going to be you guys in your wedding planning. Don't do that. It's not fun and your spouse is going to want to rip your head off or maybe not. But anyways. Also, let's talk about vendor availability. Now, it's easy to assume that a longer planning timeline increases the likelihood that you will have open availability for all of the vendors that you want. However, in reality, many wedding vendors are not opening their calendars until about 18 months, maybe in advance. In the past, before COVID, wedding vendors would book farther in advance, but after a couple of years of a backlog on events, a lot of them are tightening up their books by allowing a maximum of time to book in advance, meaning they'll only start booking for the next 18 months and not before that. They're not going to book a wedding like two or three years out because they don't need to. And they're not going to book, you know, for 2024 until a certain date or a certain number of dates in 2023 are already filled. Then those ones, you know, they have like a full schedule, then they'll open their calendar for the next year. Now, in case you think that this won't affect you, this isn't just most vendors. These are also some of the best vendors because they're treating their business like a business, which is obviously a good thing. As wedding vendors, we all want to go above and beyond for our clients every single time, but we can't do that and we're going to get burnt out, stressed out, and running on caffeine and the fumes of back-to-back weddings. Heaven forbid we ever deal with another year like 2020, but if we do, we want to be better prepared. So we just want to make sure that we're booking in the right timeline. And if you need to book super far out, we're just probably going to have to say like, hold on a minute, we're going to get back to you in like you know, six months. So it's not really going to actually help you with trying to make decisions because you can't. Now let's talk about pricing for booking further out in advance. If vendors or venues do allow you to book far in advance, like if you're 2022 right now and you are looking for 2024, they will likely put a premium on that 2024 pricing. In the past, you may have seen promotions where if you book early, you can secure the current year's pricing. That is no longer the case. In fact, I rarely see that, if ever, anymore. And when I ask for a wedding vendor's pricing for clients, they often give me their guides for this year and next year, and that's it. And guys, that next year's pricing is definitely going to be higher. One recent venue I was looking at for a client, they booked me for a 2024 date and 
the venue that they booked had a venue fee, a rental fee of $25,000 for 2023 and $29,000 for 2024. This same venue also had a food and beverage minimum of $25,000 for 2023 and $27,500 for 2024. So by booking in 2024, the couple was spending $6,500 more off the bat just to be in the next year and just to have like more time. Not to mention the pricing for 2024, the menu prices, the rising cost of goods, all of that is going to be even higher in 2024 than in 2023. Although this may be a result of COVID, I also don't see this changing anytime soon. Wedding vendors are tightening policies and increasing their prices, which is kind of annoying for me because I just have less money. You know, I used to have more money to do with more stuff, but now everything is just taking up more space in my budget. And the ones who aren't doing this, meaning they're not charging a premium for higher pricing and further out years, they're leaving the industry rapidly because here's something I really don't talk about often. The wedding industry is not for everyone. It's hard work. It can be incredibly high stress. Event planners are consistently named as the having the top five most stressful jobs because it's just the nature of our work. Now, on a wedding day, we only have one chance to get it right. And over the last two years, in, everyone in the wedding industry worked harder than we ever had before. And we also have already before then had demanding jobs. So don't get me wrong. I love it. I will always be in this industry because it's so incredibly rewarding. But when it comes to the pricing, y'all, I don't see those prices coming down anytime soon. Vendors are more okay with just like not taking a client because they can't afford the pricing and or not booking that weekend and just having that weekend off because they just are burnt out and they're just like, I just need more time and to rest rather than booking like three weddings a weekend. So although it may not sound great for future couples, These changes mean that your vendors on the flip side are running more sustainable businesses, which as a wedding planner who has worked with their share of unprofessional vendors, not by choice, I'm glad to see these changes in the industry. And at the end of the day, they are leading to an overall better customer experience for everyone because wedding vendors aren't getting overbooked and burnt out. But this is just going to mean that your prices are going to be higher and higher the further you wait. So to summarize, a longer timeline can make you feel fatigued by all the decisions because you spend too much time making them, prices will be higher in 2024, and vendors may not open their books until closer to 2024, so it's not actually giving you more time, quote unquote, to plan. So that's part one. Part two, that was a lot I know that we talked about in part one, but now we're going to move on to part two where I share what your wedding planning timeline will look like depending on if you choose to book a wedding for 2023 or 2024. And guys, the decision is up to you. I'm not trying to pressure you to go into 2023 if you're not finding availability for your dates or for your venue, but I just want you to think about you know, the ramifications if you do go to 2024. Before I share the timeline goods, as just a shameless plug, if you're looking for a detailed wedding planning timeline, I'm talking like the mother of all wedding planning checklists, I have you covered. Shop our ultimate wedding planning checklist at shop.verbeventco.com. I love using this checklist to plan because it is a beautiful way to keep organized. This is what I use for my clients when we're talking about all of the things that they need to do. 
and you can access it on your phone. And best of all, it's free to use because it's on Trello. So the platform is free. The checklist isn't free. But anyways, it's awesome. So it's called our Ultimate Wedding Planning Checklist, and it's at shop.verveventco.com. It's in our wedding planning template shop. Okay, let's get back to it. So now, one of the reasons I prefer a shorter timeline as a wedding planner, meaning a tighter timeline, and by shorter, I mean like somewhere between nine and 14 months, I think it's better because your wedding timeline flows together nicely. You don't have months and months of like dead space where you've planned everything and then now you have nothing to do. And so you're just like sitting there not doing anything. So that's one thing. Regardless of if you are choosing to get married in 2023 or 24, the very first thing you need to do is make a budget and create your guest list. Now I have other past episodes that I talk about the budget and I'll link to those in the episode show notes. But these two little logistics, your budget and your guest list, your guest count are going to determine so much of the day. You really shouldn't be booking your wedding venue or any other wedding vendor, maybe a planner, until you have at least a, well, no, definitely not even a planner, until you have at least a general idea of what those two numbers might be your budget, and your guest count. Next, you should find a wedding planner ASAP. Not only will we keep you organized, but the rest of the planning process is going to be so much more fun and just more enjoyable because of that. Seriously, I always include my couples in all of the fun parts of wedding planning, choosing the linens, tasting the cake, you know, talking about the flowers, your attire, all that kind of fun stuff. But I don't bore them with all the logistics like what time will the cleanup clue arrive or when is the backup tent going to need to be booked by or when are all these payments going to be due? That's that's not fun. Then you need to find your wedding venue. So first we have your planner. Well, first we have your guest count and your budget. Then we get to find your planner. Then we find your wedding venue. Now for my 2023 couples, this might be one of the decisions you want to make fairly quickly. For 2024 couples, you'll be at the mercy of when wedding venues open their schedules, but you may have luck saving the date as soon as you start planning. So if you want an example, one of my favorite venues in New upstate New York is Gather Green, and they don't open their schedule until the December of the year before. Some of the places don't open their schedule until the January of the year before. Just because you want to start planning your wedding earlier doesn't mean you're going to be able to. Another perk that I forgot to mention in part one is that if you're planning for 2023, you're going to notice as you reach out that you're going to be of a higher priority than weddings in 2024. Weddings in 2024 will probably need to expect a longer response time because like I keep saying, you've got time. So the couples that are going to be closer ahead in time are going to get a faster response more likely than the couples that are further out and that could just annoy you. I don't know. Maybe you're like, it's fine, I've got time, but some people might think might get annoyed by that. So then once you have your wedding venue, you're going to want to book the rest of your vendors. Although the order can vary slightly depending on your priorities or your geographic location, you will usually book them in kind of this following order. Your photographer and videographer, your band or DJ, your caterer if it's not your venue, your florist, maybe your florist before your caterer depending on the priority. Keep in mind though that most florists are reluctant to confirm the actual pricing this far, super, super, super far in advance as they are one of the industries that have been very much affected by the latest COVID, shipping delays, you know, trucking fees, all like 
the price of paper that the flowers are wrapped in, all of it is going up. So it's just harder for them to account for what those inflated prices are going to be in the next year until they get closer. After your florist, you have your hair and makeup team, your stationer for your invitations, they have stationery and save the dates, your rentals like linens, flatware, tableware, glassware, etc., transportation, and your wedding cake designer. Now, it sounds like a lot, but once you get started, it goes quickly, especially if you have a solid vision in mind or you're working with a wedding planner. But do you see how a longer timeline might end up being frustrating? For example, when you book your caterer, they may be reluctant to confirm a menu and pricing two years in advance, or they're just going to say like, we have the right to increase our pricing by X amount or to confirm our pricing until 30 days out or whatever, because they just don't know because the price of fish can skyrocket and they have no control over that. Also, your rental budget might depend on your florals, which is definitely going to be quoted later on because they're just not going to know if they don't grow their own flowers, how much some things are going to cost. I know it might sound a little bit silly, but if there's one thing I want to drill home for better or for worse, a longer planning timeline is definitely not always better. I get it. Sometimes life happens, there's issues, and you, you need a longer timeline. Like with COVID, we had two years. But, you know, there's a lot of things I want you guys to weigh and think about seriously before you go ahead way far to 2024. So now if you want a little bit more on this topic, I want you to check out episode 11 in season one for a look inside my own wedding planning process, which I basically like break out everything that you need to be doing and when um, in a much more uh, detailed explanation, which people really loved. So again, that's episode 11 in season one, which I will link to in the show notes, but you can also find it at verveevenco.com forward slash 11. Now, that is going to wrap up today's episode on whether you should plan your wedding for 2023 or 2024. I know it might seem like I'm pushing a faster timeline on you. I have shared a lot about the cons of a wedding timeline being drawn out too long, but I really am just sharing what I am seeing as a luxury wedding planner in 2022. So my goal is always to empower you with the information and the behind the scenes insights for you to make your own decision. And again, for the episode show notes and links for today, go to verbevenco.com forward slash 68. If you have follow-up questions or you want me to talk more in depth about something you heard today, I would love for you to join me on my quick IG lives, probably on Wednesdays, to talk about the questions. Also, please leave the podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leave your Instagram handle, your TikTok handle, and whether or not you're excited to plan your wedding for 2023 or 2024. And if you have questions, drop it in your review and I will make sure to address it in a future episode and of course, follow you back. Also, while you're here, I want to ask you what you think about this new season three format. I take your feedback really seriously. And last year, I listened to you all and I'm incorporating those changes for our season three. I love reading all of you guys' reviews so much. It really makes my day. So I would love to hear from you. Speaking of reviews, let's get to today's review of the day. This review is not a five-star review, guys, and I'm because I'm being transparent with you all, but I do listen to all of your reviews. So this is a four-star review from Aid Hakar, A-I-D-H-A-K-A-R, who writes, great advice, better editing. Desiree has great advice and obviously has a ton of knowledge on how to best plan your wedding and make those decisions. Compared to some of the other wedding podcasts I've heard, it's not only honest advice, but some really tactical ideas to incorporate into your wedding planner or not. Yay! 
For example, the signature drink recipes or for planning vision, I had immediate relief knowing I can figure this out after hearing the episodes. Yay, I'm so glad. Now she gets into, or he, some things that would raise my rating to a five. So hopefully, Aid Hakar, this season three, you're going to write us another review and you're going to give us five stars. One, slow down some of the recommendations. The lists are great, but are so fast that if I wanted to jot a quick note, it's speedy. Heard, I will try to slow down. Two, this I think would help with number one. Keep the announcements at the end or intersperse them. I listen to lots of podcasts that have actual paid commercials, etc., and they're sprinkled, makes it less painful. A lead up of these where it takes up the first 10 minutes of the episode is annoying and makes me more likely to skip it all, even though I think there's valuable nuggets in there. It also feels really commercial. So hopefully we are changing. I think we're putting just one ad at the beginning and it's like under two minutes and you can just skip through it. Or if you guys want me to do organic within the episode or at the end, that's great too. Let me know. But I definitely am taking your advice, Aid Hakar. So thank you for that. I really, really appreciate it. Awesome. So guys, if you want to be like Aid Hakar and give me some honest feedback and advice, which I will definitely listen to, please leave the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't know what to say, just drop me some emojis, an engagement ring, maybe a wedding couple, your favorite cocktail, some champagne glasses, a salsa dancer. Love it all. That is all for today's episode on what the wedding industry looks like when it comes to planning your wedding for 2023 or 2024. If you want to reference the show notes again later, make sure you head to the episode show notes at verveventco.com forward slash 68. Thank you all so much for joining me today on the first episode of season three, which is actually episode 68 of the podcast. I love being here with you all. I will see you all in the meantime on Instagram at Ask the Planner Podcast and on TikTok at Ask the Planner Podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode, some of the changes that we're making as well as some of the other hot industry takes I've been sharing lately. So make sure you DM me and share your two cents. Until then, I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will talk to you all very soon. Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you. 